Hey, 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 what is up? PhotoCo, a photographic collective podcast. Y'all, my name is Miles Wood Boyer. You guys, welcome to a, uh, a really cool episode. We're sitting down today. I say we because Jared is joining me again in the host chair today. We're sitting down today uh, with my buddy, Greg Peterson. A lot of you guys will know Greg as uh, as his pro- from his professional name, G Presets. Greg is just the brilliant mind uh, behind one of the coolest, most like bespoke preset company out there, but also the the single hands, like the actual the actual guy behind these incredible collaborations with uh, with photographers from all over the world uh, that have released their color science to the world. And so we're about to jump right into this conversation um, where you get to hear all about his concepts for for creating these things and how he's seen the industry shift and change over the last few years, as well as get to know him a little bit. It's a really special conversation. But hey, first things first, before we do that, I want to let you guys know that everything over at G Presets, literally everything you guys at gpresets.com, all of it is 15% off with the coupon code PHOTOCO. Just click over there and support him. Grab yourself a brand new color palette and buckle up because coming soon, but not that soon, the uh, the Miles with Boyer preset pack is actually going to be released through G Presets. We're excited to be a part of all of this. In the meantime, here's the conversation. So, so dude, tell me like quickly though, um, honestly for me and Jared both, I don't even really know where you're based out of. I think we probably covered that in a call at some point. Uh, based out of like Northern California, a small town about hour and a half, like East of San Francisco. So. Okay. Yeah. Wait, now, now I'm fascinated because I just shot that wedding in, uh, in cool California. Where, where at? It, it's near Modesto. It's a small town called Houston. Yeah. Kind of okay. sounds like Houston, but it's not. Yeah. It's, it's better than that. It's, yeah. Way better. No, it's, it's really small. Like I think five or 7,000 people. Oh, wow. The, the town. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, really small. Um, well, so then how, like, I'm curious about, about your backstory then, cause I, we've never had the chance to even have these chats. So how did you get into early? Like, how did you get into photography in a, in a town, like a tiny town like that? Um, honestly, my grandma always had cameras like shooting, uh, film and stuff like that. So that was kind of a, around, and I feel like she would give us cameras. I, I like, I found old cameras that when I went back, um, back home, I found like little old film cameras that I used to shoot with when I was probably like seven or something. And I feel like it was something I kind of always just sort of kept doing and shooting. And then, um, in high school, I took a photography class, but nothing like crazy. I think that was film as well. And then we would develop in there. Um, that's kind of how I like, I guess was introduced to photography, but as like an actual wedding photographer, it's kind of an interesting story. I don't know how long you want me to make this. If you want to hear it, man, we're here for you. (laughs) Hit it. I'm going to sit back and drink some tea. Uh, Okay. Um, some reason this sort of leads into how I became a wedding photographer, but I was in a band and I toured everywhere and like, that part of touring made me bring a camera with me everywhere. So um, I really got into shooting wherever our locations were. And uh, if we were touring overseas, I, I would I would video as well, but photography was another side of it that I would do. And I would say by by doing all that photography on the road, it kind of made me think, all right, well, maybe I could do this as a job since I'm making like zero dollars on the road. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, 
my last tour was like two weeks before my wedding um, when I got married. And, and I kind of had this like thought like this might be like the end of it for me. Like, I think I'm done with touring. I want to just be home and like start a family and all this stuff. Uh, and my wedding photographer, I'm not going to obviously name any names, but it, we went through some stuff with him. And like, I remember thinking like, man, I know how to shoot. Like, uh, you know, I, I know how to be a photographer, but I don't know how to shoot weddings, but I see what he does. And I feel like I could do this a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a weird, nice. weird thing to say, but like, I guess I don't mean like a lot better, but I just felt like it sort of showed me like, okay, maybe I could, I could do this, I could do you know? This. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's fair. Hey, it's so, been a lot of years since I shot your wedding, Craig. So I'm glad that we both. <laughs> the news is out. Wow. But, right. So, oh, so that's, okay. So go ahead. That's kind of how, yeah. So then I, I decided to like, I had a lot of video gear, like, but it was it was a DSLR, so I got some autofocus lenses and stuff. So I started to kind of shoot, but I was shooting video first, um, and that's kind of how I actually started a business. I was a videographer, and my brother was the photographer. Yeah, and then I was like, dude, I hate editing video so much; it takes forever, mm -hmm. and I got to have all this gear to lug around. Um, so then I just like transitioned fully into photography, and so that. Yeah, that's that's sort of the long story of how it started. Man, that's not really that long. That's actually oh, okay. really great. That, that, no, seriously, that's actually a really great story. I, uh, I that leads me. I mean, I have so many questions here because I, I know that a lot of like a lot of the people that are listening to this are going to be familiar with uh, with G presets. But mm. the reason I wanted I wanted to have you on here, Greg, is to like you and I have had the chance to just sort of text back and forth and kind of like bro back and forth a little bit. And I was introduced to you by Don, who's been on this um, on this podcast as well, as just Greg, right? Mm -hmm. And like she she talks about you just like that. Like it's just like you know, have you had a conversation with Greg yet? And I'm like, man, I feel like the world needs to have a conversation with Greg. Like <laughs> you're doing some really rad stuff with the preset company, and we're gonna get there. But um, but dude, tell like tell me about Greg. I want to know what, what was this band? What was the, yeah. like, tell me where we find this music. Is it yeah. still out there? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, so it was, I, I had a, um, in that small town, we had a couple bands. Um, and I, I was in a, a band in high school. Um, and we kind of just played locally and we had friends that also played locally. And I basically, it, our, the band that I was in in high school didn't quite do much, but I decided I was going to go. Um, actually, this is pretty funny. I was going to either go to HVAC school or I was going to go to drum school in Hollywood. Nice. And I toured that HVAC school and I walked through it and I was like, dude, this looks terrible. This like, <laughs> I cannot do this. So I told my mom, let's go check out the drum school. And of course, I mean, like it was the coolest thing ever. So I um, decided, okay, I'm going to move, which my wife, my wife was my girlfriend at the time. We moved to Burbank and I went to drum school in Hollywood. Wow. And I was there for like, I think a year and a half, um, just literally just practicing every day, like just trying to master everything about the drums. Um, and my friend's band that I used to play with uh, back in the small town, they were about to go on tour and they had just kicked out their drummer, basically. So two weeks before that tour, I 
literally left everything in LA and went back home and rehearsed with them before the tour. Um, and it was the uh, Taste of Chaos tour with like the used and 30 Seconds to okay. Mars and stuff. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. He just dropped it. Was, it. Okay. <laughs> First it was, he positions wait. himself as Nick Cannon from Drumline and now he drops in 30 <laughs> Seconds to Mars. Wait, so Greg, are you thinking you're going to school for drumming? Are you thinking you're going to do this for like the rest of your life? Absolutely. I, well, okay. Obviously, I questioned it because of the HVAC school. Like, oh, this will make me money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drums is kind of it's it's like a ro- long road, but it was something I thought if I didn't tour doing it, I would you know do studio drumming or something like that. Okay, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So so that band that I had sort of played with, they they knew me as a drummer, and they were also my good friends. Um, so th- I was like their first choice when they were like, we need a new drummer like now, right? So I left my wife, not left her, but like she had to deal with. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. She had, she had to deal with all of our stuff in Burbank uh, to bring back home, like my brother and my wow. mom or something helped. And then I left on tour for like, I think it was actually like three months. It was, it was so long. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, that band, we, they were called Eveline was the band. Okay. And it was like a rock band, obviously, you know, like those type of bands, which is coming back now, which is cool. Um, so, so that was, that was the first band that I played in, uh, like, for, like legit, like toured with. And that's when I really got into photography and stuff was with that band. Um, and we toured the States a bunch and then toured, um, Europe and Asia and wow. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you had me at Jared Leto. You could have just stopped there. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so uh, okay, I'm curious. There obviously we're making some big gaps, but yeah, I, I've got like I just have so many questions for you, man. So I know there seems to be like this really common thread. I know a lot of our listeners are going to actually kind of like attach to this as well. A lot of a lot of the creatives that we've had on on this podcast, a lot of them have been have been musicians. We were talking about Aaron Anderson right before we started recording. He he uh, also a musician. Jared, that's on the recording right now, also a yep. musician. Like. There's something really special, and I don't mean just about photographers. I actually am gonna I'm gonna jump right into wedding photographers. There's something about like performance musicians and wedding photographers that seem to like draw each other out. Have you ever? Am I crazy for saying that? I don't think so. But no, I think you're right because I feel like there is people. A lot of people I've met. Um, I feel like it's. I don't know why it's so common, but for me, it was like, I need to do something that makes me money, but I want to still be artistic. I don't want to just, you know, just do whatever. Um, and I, I don't somehow, even with my style, it it had a lot to do with like the style of music that I listened to, mm. right? Um, it was really, I don't know. I mean, like I like heavier music. So like doing this moodier style sort of just fit in with that. Yeah. You know I love I mean? that. I can, I can relate a lot to that. I mean, I feel like just the another outlet of creation, you know, and um, letting it be an outlet for yourself. I think it's huge. I mean, a lot. I mean, I, I like some of those same bands, so I bet we I bet we have a lot in common with that. But it is funny though. But I do. I think it's like the creative. So the photographers, uh, whatever it might be, just that love for music um, is pretty special. Totally. It, it always seems to me, though, that there's like this this moment for for a lot of creatives where they kind of like they find 
um, they find something that just sort of feeds their soul. And then because it doesn't feed their bank account, then they find something that feeds their bank account while they're feeding their soul. But then there's sort of like this uh, convergence of those paths. And, uh, and so I'm guessing that's kind of where, where you landed, right? Like you shot weddings for quite a while before G presets even became a thing. Right. So, so like, I don't know, walk me through that because then somehow you, you ended this tour and you became a dude, pretty affluent, like pretty well-known wedding photographer. So, so yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where we had just got married and then we got pregnant on the honeymoon and basically come on yeah it, i mean <laughs> wasting no time. Calm, calm down jared <laughs> well dude this is not I mean, that I kind of show sorry. Greg. i'm sorry <laughs> i think i was 28 at the time so and i had toured everywhere right so in my mind i've seen everything i'm ready to like start a family there was no like man i just well like we should like travel before you know we start having kids like we were both ready um obviously. (laughs) So, so, um, I was like, I got to figure out something ASAP. So that's when I dove really hard into photography, um, and really, really like started shooting every, I mean, when you first start, like you shoot everything like newborns and family and, and you're trying to find like what your style is and everything. Mm. So I, since I was like trying to figure that out so fast, I feel like somehow that, that, made my audience grow really fast because I was, I was working so hard at it. Um, and I created this style that people was sort of drawn to that sort of moodier, like darker Mm. style. And it was pretty early on. I think this is like 2015, I I would say. Mm. So, so once that sort of was established, that's sort of when the preset thing kind of started. Yeah. Okay. Take, so take us there. I mean, cause that was, I remember this is this is funny. I know I told you this on our on our first call together. I bought G presets. Do you remember me telling you that story? I uh, so I, I had a guy that was working for me uh, for a long time. Good friend of everybody in the show, but Max worked for me for a long time, right? And and he calls me his job. One of his big jobs in my company at the time was to help us like establish stylistic uh, like trajectory. Right. Like help us pick a lane and then help me grow into that lane. I'll teach you how to shoot. You kind of keep me on trend. And, uh, and he called me at one point and he was like, man, I got these presets. These, they're called G presets. You got to You got to look at them. You're going to love them. And I, I remember telling you this on the call. So nervous. You were just going to hang up on me and me being like, I hate those. Like I hate everything about those, but I couldn't stop staring at them because you had done something. You just spoke to it a second ago, but you'd done something that was going to become actual central trend. You just were ahead of it. Uh, and, and I remember at the time looking at it and being like, what is, what, why? And, and now I look at them and I'm like, they're brilliant. Like what, what you'd done was, <laughs> was just ahead. So, so anyway, now that I've built your head up, I, I want to hear though, like that first, that first set of presets that you built from from your work, what was that process like for you? Well, I actually, I was friends with um, Dawn Charles and she was selling presets before me, maybe like a year, maybe less than that. And people kept 
it's just like how it goes now. People DM and like, hey, do you sell your presets? And you're just like, no, I don't do that. You know, whatever. <laughs> you direct them somewhere else. It was just like that back then. Um, but it really, there wasn't many people doing it. So that first pack was like me, like taking, you know, basically my few looks that I had figured out and putting them in a pack and then just like asking Dawn, how do you do this? Like, what? how do you sell these? She, she helped me for sure. Like I got to give her credit for, for helping me and being like, you know, oh, I sell through this site or whatever, you know, like all that back end stuff. Um, but creating that pack was, I wouldn't say it was like super difficult because I really knew my style at that point. Mm. It was the difficult thing was coming up with more packs, but like that first one, I had no idea what it was going to be like at all. So like, yeah, we'll just put it out there. And like a month goes by and I'm like, dang, this is like, I'm selling quite a bit of these. Two months goes by. I'm like, dang, I've made like 20 to 30 K and wow. I'm not doing like really, I mean, you just post and tag it and it's just working. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was just like, okay, well maybe I should make another pack. And th- that's really how it all started. Wow. It was just seeing that return. Um, and it just really inspired me to like keep creating. And I just, I loved it. And I still love it. It's so fun for me to create presets and, and that whole process. I just enjoy it so much. That's really cool. What, what, Greg, what, like, what's the timeline on that? Like how much, how much time goes into building a preset? It, it honestly depends so much like yeah. on, on what we're trying to create. I could make a preset, you know, in, Anybody can, right? Like it's just settings, right? But like something that is good, now I can do it super fast. Um, Like Don and I will create easily two to three presets in a Zoom call. And then she'll test them. I mean, obviously this is all my collaborators, but you mentioned Don, so. Yeah, yeah, so it really just depends. But like for that first pack, I honestly don't really remember what my process was and how, how I did it. Or, or how long it took. But I know that next one t- definitely took me some time because you're like, well, I've already got a look. How do I do something on top of that? Yeah. And, and, it, was, and it was something that I just kept creating and then like, all right, well, my, my look is kind of changing a little bit. Maybe I'll go this direction. Um, and I just kept doing that for, what, two, three, four, and five packs or yeah, whatever. That, that was one question I had in mind, like thinking through like, so you're talking back, this is 2015 when you're starting this. Like, how have you been able to stick with the trends of the day of like, I just remember when, when, when I first started with Miles, I remember like the film deal was like huge at that, that time. Um, and you wanted everything to look like it was film. But how, how, how have you kind of adapted to the changing times in being a preset creator? Well, I, I don't feel like I totally have. Like, okay, it, I feel like it's I've On stayed fair. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've fa- stayed fairly well. This is talking about my my yeah, yeah, signature yeah. presets versus collaborations, but my signature ones I think were true to just how I edited and what I liked. It wasn't necessarily a trend. Um, I don't think I I did really get into like warm like brown tones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for certain ones, but I wouldn't say, I don't know. Maybe it was a trend. I guess it is a trend, but I didn't think <laughs> of it that way because it was it, just what I liked. It was. <laughs> well, no, that's I, good. Which I love, man. I, I think, I think what you're, what you're speaking to here though, is just like the, the importance of like that longevity. Because that's what, you know, I mean, I mentioned in kind of like our pre-production stuff, me sending over and saying like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some hot button things. Like, I want to know your thoughts on the AI junk. I want to know your, like how, how for some reason now as an industry, we're trying to like commoditize everything. Uh, you know, like you should be able to shoot and edit a wedding in less than three seconds or something. But, but I want, before I get there, you're already shaking your head. Anybody that's not <laughs> seeing this on YouTube right now is like <laughs> Greg's, Greg's response to this is written all over the screen. But before we get there, man, I, I really am curious. So, because now you've built, so you, you started off as, as let's call it what it is, an aspiring photographer that then turned into a very legitimate photographer that then turned into somebody who influences and educates other photographers. And your color science has been a, a central part of that entire process. You know, like we all know photographers, we can all say names of photographers, um, you know, that have been guests on this show that are, that are, are well-known at different things, right? Like Jonas, Jonas is a storyteller. It, it doesn't matter if it's Color or black and white doesn't matter. He's a storyteller. That's who he is. Fair is like all conception all the time, right? It doesn't matter if he sets down that stupid Sony camera and picks up the Leica that he should be shooting anyway. <laughs> he he is. It's all conception. But dude, you've been like you've been this color guy from the from the jump, and so the 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 reality though is that color has changed a lot over the last five or six years. Uh, so how have, how has working with collaborators and working with a brand that is built around color and working with it in an industry that is obsessed with grading and color science and all these things, how have you had to work to stay ahead of that curve? Mm -hmm. Well, I think honestly, the reason why I started the collaborations was cause I was at a point where I felt like I sort of did everything that I was going to do with my presets and there was all these other photographers that I could tell had very unique styles that people obviously, that's what happens. People want like, oh, I want your style. And now that means like, oh, I want your, basically your presets. So uh, I feel like by working with other collaborators and a lot of them are younger photographers just starting. So it's sort of fresh in their brains versus like, I felt like, I'd been doing it long enough where I'm sort of just repeating myself, um, and I don't and I don't didn't shoot anymore either. So I stopped shooting and just fully was creating. So yeah, by working with other collaborators, it was really cool to sort of see all these new styles and looks and and there's they sort of understand I guess maybe the newer trends than I would. Um, but the collaborations are super unique in a sense that I'm really creating based on what I see their work being. And I work super hard at making sure that it is accurate to what their style is and the way they mm -hmm. shoot and that it all works for all that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that That's, answers your question. No, it, it, it absolutely answers my question. I, I think it's, there's something really special going on though. I mean, I, I, I think my point being is you're a, you're an individual still. I mean, clearly like brilliant with this, but you're still like an individual. So you're working with, doing something. I mean, we've, we've talked about this on here and I don't know if I've totally spilled the beans with this, but we've kind of hinted at it. Right. So like you and I, the, the plan is to, to build some preset work for me. 
my color couldn't possibly be further away from Don's as a perfect example, right? There's no way. And yet I think it is so special that like you as an individual have figured out color so well that that's not an intimidating thing to you. That you're like, okay, send me your work and let me get to it. And I, I think there's something really special there. So, okay, here's the reason I wanted to ask about the AI thing. You ready to just jump? Let's just go. <laughs> the reason I wanted to ask about it is because Jared and I deal with this a lot. We, 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 we funnel this question a lot in our training groups and in our mentor programs. I am blessed, beyond blessed, to have this incredible in-house editor that handles a lot of my stuff. Raise your he's hand, pretty, He's attractive, too. <laughs> he's, he's a good-looking <laughs> dude, too. And so I get to have these conversations with people frequently where I'm like, okay, listen, anywhere that the, that the trend is going, as a general rule, maybe you're going to disagree with this, but anywhere that the trend is going, if you can find the courage to swing the opposite direction, typically you'll create more value for yourself, right? So like if the whole world is deciding that you should run your editing through an AI engine because it's so fast and so rapid, then the people that still do it by hand become more valuable. Maybe I'm way off with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm really curious as to how like this, this whole like plug and play concept has affected your industry and, and you as a creative. I honestly don't know. I don't, I've never used it. I've never used any of the AI stuff. So, so it, <laughs> there you go. I, <laughs> I, um, obviously we're talking about something that like is an AI generator that basically applies all your edits to all your images, right? Yeah. Right. Versus I, when I think of AI for me, how it works for me is like the new masking tools in Lightroom. Those are mm -hmm. like AI basically. Right. So mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking. Um, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about how those work, but I do feel like I've never used it. So I can't totally say, but I, I like to edit each image and I like to spend that time. But I think that's also part of like me being a preset designer. Like I, I enjoy the process so much that, but, but I also don't shoot like big weddings. So if you're doing massive shoots where you're dealing with so many images, I totally get it. And you're still tweaking afterwards, right? It's debatable. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, mean, I, I guess I, give me your guys' two cents on it because I don't totally, I don't totally know it. it I'm not familiar with it. I mean, I, I think they're trying to get to that world of we can take this completely off your plate and let an AI engine do all your editing for you to where, yeah, just little tweaks, but we can take your 1,200 images that you're going to deliver or whatever, and we can do it in, you know, however much time uh, really quickly, and you won't have to even think about it and just go back through and make little tweaks, which that's my perception of of what it takes, but... I think for our workflow, uh, I mean, kind of what you're saying, Greg, like, I think that's kind of how we practice. Like, when I look at a wedding day, I mean, every image is different. Um, and I think the one thing the AI engine will never or doesn't have right now is my knowledge of who Miles is or my knowledge of, of what he's thinking. Um, because we've worked together for so long, I can look at images and know what he was trying to do here. And so I'm going to edit it this way because I know that. And there's no engine that could do that. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> no, but argument. No, but honestly, I I don't even know how I would edit a session like yeah. until I start. Yeah. Right? But but I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's like it's impressive for sure. No so doubt. would you say Greg, would you say like your presets are really like just a foundational like for somebody to think, oh, I just got to buy these presets and then I'm done. Like you would say, no, like you're going to have to go in there and actually work with this. It's just a foundation. Like how would you say that to somebody? Well, it it is so depending on how it's shot. But like some of my presets can be very like heavy in a way to mm-hmm. where you do have to dial them back quite a bit. Um, and it all, yeah, it really depends on your lighting and, and everything. Mm. And and I think that's originally why I created so many different packs was to sort of fit those different scenarios and stuff. Um, but like, yeah, I don't think it's something that just applying a preset is going to just do that. Um, there is some that we've created in collaborations that are very subtle and it can be that simple. You're mm-hmm. just tweaking exposure and stuff. But the ones that are very stylistic, it is really something that you do have to tweak to your to your mm-hmm. style and your liking. And I, I think that's the fun way to use presets. That's how I always used them and I still use mine that way. It's really a starting point. That's good. That's one thing I really appreciated about your website when I was kind of researching you is that you you state that like the two pieces of like shooting in great light with these presets equals like magic and how I just remember when I first started, um, even just started working with Miles, like I thought presets were the answer. Like I thought like this is all it takes. I mean, Miles can probably think back to some. I mean, when when I first started editing, I mean, it was just so sad. But now I have such a, a bigger vision of what goes into that, and so much of it is that that recipe of of shooting for the edit. I guess is kind of how we talk about it, um, which makes our world so much easier. Um, but putting that together with really great light a really great preset foundation, bringing that together um, can really create some really cool magic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild to watch how different preset companies are just, just different. I mean, I, I, here's the interesting thing. Like I said, I, I just don't even think that's who you are, Greg. It was one of the reasons I was really excited to chat with you, um, you know, when Don connected us was, was because I've, I've been approached by some of the larger companies to, to do some collaboration stuff. And I just, I really appreciate the approach that is like it's very hands-on um it's it's very analog in a like this remarkably digital world obviously but it it really is very analog it's really it's very special to see that because i would agree with you jared i i don't want to burn any companies or even mention names but um but i've bought preset packs before simply because genuinely simply because i've been fascinated by well, you know, maybe like a perfect example. Let's let's just throw this out. We're not going to talk about the company, but we'll talk about the Kitcheners, right? The Kitcheners have like the weirdest, most beautiful cinematic color story that is possible. I mean, it, everything that they touch is magic. Can we just, can I say, I need to get them on this show so bad. I agree. I completely agree. And so I bought that preset pack knowing, by the way, guys, I've been in business for 15 years. I knew that I wouldn't just touch the button and it'd be like, wow, I too shoot the kitchener's work but i didn't think that it would be that bad 
like, like poop. It was like poop. And I, yeah, I, I clicked it and I was like, I've never seen my work look that horrible before ever. I didn't know that it could look that bad. And and it's it's these things where it's like people I think underestimate how important the shooting style is. Mm. Because what I realized in that moment is not only is my gear completely different, the color science in my gear is completely different than how this was designed, but two, my lighting concept is literally inverted. I I tend to shoot into the low lights instead of into the highlights. And so I've got this milky mess of, of, of a photo in front of me, you know, and, and so anyway, I just think there's something really special about the fact that you are sort of like one off designing these things. And then I, what I can't wait for is helping people to understand that it's like, you, you don't just need to buy this thing. Let's talk through the way that like I, use it. I am using light and seeing light and approaching light mm-hmm. so that, that these presets have the best, the best impact. Um, okay, so so talk me through. You've been doing something else though recently. Something you were really fired up about. It's taken you all the last part of last year and the beginning of this year. Can you talk about it yet? Yeah, uh, well, we haven't really we haven't mentioned it yet, but mm. it it is something that I feel like I should mention. Um, so so I, I've been honestly planning to do this for years. Like every year, I'm like, this is the year I'm doing it, and then a new collaboration comes along and then I start. But my go-to is to create presets. Like that's, that's just easy for me. It's what I love to do. So what I've been working on is is an education course on editing. And it's, it's basically Lightroom and there'll be a little bit of Photoshop, probably more later. But just teaching, because I feel like it really goes hand in hand with using my presets, um, teaching people how to use Lightroom and how I use Lightroom so that when they do buy these presets, they sort of know how to tweak them in a way. And it's, it really doesn't have to do with presets. But what I'm saying is it always made sense to me to teach this because of me selling presets. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been working on this editing course for seriously years. And I've just been compiling notes and notes. And then a new feature comes out in Lightroom like, oh, well, I can't film this now. I got to wait. So, yeah, exactly. I got to wait. <laughs> Now I got to learn this new feature. And then all of a sudden there's no more split toning. It's called color grading. Okay. I got to like learn the ins and outs of this. And so I feel like now I'm at a really good point where Lightroom is so powerful compared Mm. to three years ago Mm. when I originally wanted to do this or four years ago, whenever it was, um, that I feel like it's, it is a perfect time to sort of teach this and teach all the new masking features. And, and, and I work with, a ton of photographers creating presets. And I can't tell you how many of them don't know half of the features in Lightroom. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm like, okay, I can't wait to teach these things because they are super simple, um, but you just have to sort of understand them and and then you will seriously love being able to use Lightroom and all these different features versus just those basic um, settings. Mm, so we made you admit it here first. Come we're on. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. That sounds awesome. Dude, it does sound cool. I, this is, I mean, don't get me wrong. All of this, I hope you're feeling this right now. All of the, all of the last conversation has been gearing up to me asking you that question though, because I, it is, it's, it's important. I think it's important for, for our listeners. It's important for the people in our, in our communities and in our small groups and training programs. Like it's important for you guys to hear that like, just because you pick up a camera doesn't make you a photographer. Just because you buy a preset doesn't make you a color scientist. Just because you have a client that pays you doesn't make you a professional. But there aren't 
accreditations to this industry. And so what it means is there's like this constantly sliding scale to, to what success means. So like if you pick up the camera and you don't continue to learn, then, then you stalemate immediately. But if you just buy presets and you click it and that's it, that's all you do, then you stalemate immediately. And so mm. Greg, I think it's really cool that you're, you're creating a, uh, a resource for photographers, hopefully, ideally, that are also using your color science mm. to learn how to do that more effectively. Right. Um, that's really rad. So way to be like way ahead of that curve. Yeah, I think it's great. Well, let's hope. I, I'm hoping to launch this, uh, hope, hoping for March. So I'm, I've got a lot of work to do. Okay. Um, Especially so, now that it's out in the world. Yeah, man, you just threw a date out there. <laughs> Woo! We never do well, that. <laughs> I thought about that before this, and I was like, I was like, you know, if I say this, it's I'm literally going to work so hard to make sure cool. that happens. Do it, man. We'll keep you accountable. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I think we it's can't. something needed. That's great. I, I so agree. Okay, well, so so that's clearly coming up for you. Um, and, uh, you've, you've obviously got a couple of really exciting collaborations coming up for you. What can I ask you? Let me ask you like hot seat question. You ready for this? What's your favorite collaboration that you've done? Dude. Um, it's a great question. I don't know that I'm going to have a favorite. I, it might be like more just, I guess one that was like easy maybe, or or I was really excited to create um, Biba's second pack, um, creating sort of this like nostalgic film. Like, I, I don't know, when you when you hear like a film preset, you think of like early Visco days, right? Um, but it wasn't that, it was more like, I guess it's it, film has come back like big time, right? And everyone's sort of emulating that. And I was really excited to try and really emulate film, but then also keep Biba's style with it. So I would say I was super excited about creating that one. And that has sort of spawned into some of my other collaborations, adding that style um, into their workflow as well. And I have other photographers or collaborators now that have created packs with me. It's like, oh, I kind of want to add something like that to mine because I started shooting film or I started shooting... Mm. With those, like, I'm sure you know the Fuji cameras that, um, gosh, what are they called? Film simulations. It basically, yeah. And and they started using that, and they're like, I want to sort of add this to my look. Um, so, yeah. yeah, like the it, recipes. It is, exactly. Yep, mm -hmm. the recipes. That's what I was yep. thinking. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we know those far too well. I mean, you know, don't you? We're Fuji film photographers, buddy. That's all we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why building presets for me is going to be the biggest headache for you. It's why I waited to, until we both signed that contract before I told you that. Um, <laughs> because I, well, I, I do know this. I think, I think this is a, a curious question. This is just more for me. How, how hard is it for you to build presets where you're jumping back and forth between um, color science like that? Because I know, I know, for instance, like we have, we have worked before, right, where... Um, you know, like I'm shooting a, a medium format Fuji and maybe my second photographer has like a, a, a full frame Sony or something like that. Right. That's very rare these days. For the most part, we keep everything in house. But but going back and forth um, is a headache. Sometimes even going back and forth between just the Fujifilm sensors is a headache. So how, how hard is that to, div to like to design presets with different uh, sensors in mind? 
I, honestly, I think it sounds harder than it is. I don't think it's, it doesn't, when, when we're creating presets, we can't create for for every single sensor, right? Like I would have to come out with so many different versions in order for that to work. So you're really trying to come up with something that is like a base for each type of sensor. Um, and, and that's something that when I test on all these different cameras, to me, it's like, this is perfect. This is fine. This works. You would just make these tweaks if you need to. It, it really is just depending on now my collaborator's style. That is their mm -hmm. style. It's not necessarily catered towards their camera, but it is catered towards how they like their skin tones and everything like that. So is it for the collaborations? Is it just from, I don't know this, is it like one preset that is their style that would then go on any camera? Or do you have different? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I have, there's, there's always multiple presets in a pack and we typically okay. try and nail different contrasts or different skin tones or something. Okay. I, I like different variations. I don't like just one preset um, because I, it's so it's so much nicer to just click through and already have those settings tweaked versus having to do it every time yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I always like to create variations. And, it, and it's pretty common for me now to have a variation where it's sort of just a regular medium contrast, a high contrast, and a low contrast for each preset. And I think it's, okay. it's really nice for when you are shooting something that is harsh lighting and just click that lower contrast preset and it just works. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, fair. Man, I, I love this. I, I really appreciate this conversation with you, man. I mean, we've, we've, had, we've had so many different kinds of guests on here. Um, and you're, you're somebody that I've wanted to chat with for a long time. Um, simply because I think that there's, there's sort of this like rabid listener base. You guys know who I'm talking to. Y'all are, yeah, there's, there's a few people in here that are like religious about listening to this. But what I love is that I'm starting to see through their DMs and just following back these, these, these cool people that, that keep up with us via this podcast, I'm starting to see their work evolve. Like I'm, I'm seeing the effect that listening to speakers and advice and stories is having in their work and in their businesses. And, um, and man, I'm, I'm eager. I'm excited to see after this episode, hopefully to start to see people start to think more critically about the color in their images mm. and the way that the color in the images is informing the reaction from their clients. Um, so I, we, we need to probably start to wrap this up. But last, last big question from me. This is probably like, this, this is going to be the biggest question because it's something that I think about frequently. How important, I guess, just in your opinion, but how important is it that a photographer be intentional um, about connecting the dots between the style of photography that they shoot and the clientele that they want and the edit style that they deliver? Um, well, I do think those all play a big role in shooting what you want, for sure. Uh, or, or getting the clients that you want is what I mean. I, I know for me, that was, that was one of the biggest things was realizing, okay, I've got to line all those up. I've got to make sure my style is cohesive. I've got to make sure, I guess, what I'm posting 
is what I want to be shooting versus like, I'm not going to be posting family photos because I just want to shoot elopements. So um, I do think it's, it is super important. And it is one of those things that is really hard to figure out. Like, is this the color that I like? Or all of a sudden I saw this new photo that someone posted and I all of a sudden like those colors. It's so easy to jump around, but I think it is so important to be cohesive. Mm. Nowadays with your, your feed is like, that's your portfolio or, or your, your account, your Instagram account is like your portfolio. So making all of that cohesive, I think is, is very important, even though it's, I don't know. It's not like, it is ridiculous to say, but I, I feel like it is pretty dang important. Right. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Well, Greg, before we let you go, let me ask you this. So I am jumping to the world of presets. I'm a brand new photographer. Where do I start with you presets? What would be the pack that you would point people to uh, to start this journey of using presets? Uh, honestly, I, my pack three is like pack has three? always been. Yeah, pack three has always been my top seller. Um, but my favorite is pack one. It's it's probably the most true to my style um, and how I shoot and how I edit. It it just works with that so well. And that was okay. my first pack that I ever released, but I did update it, I want to say two or three years ago okay. um, to where it is much easier to use now. Um, so I would say those two are are definitely my top that I would recommend. Okay, cool, cool. Love I it. Love it, man. I love it. So if people have questions for you directly, how do they reach you? Uh, my contact form on my website. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll post that in the show notes for you guys. I mean, here's, here's what I would all recommend as we start to kind of sign off on this thing. Yeah. Um, whether you, if you're a part of our training programs or like our small groups and you're, you're hearing right now as we speak and, and, uh, and release this episode, you're hearing Brandon and I really coach these concepts of like intentional decisions around your color, making sure that the psychology of your color and your brand all align whether you're that deep in the weeds with us uh, or you're just a member over in the Facebook group or you just listen and, and think this stuff is interesting, um, go give Greg a shout. Uh, you know, reach, reach out, follow up, grab a preset pack from him. One, to support somebody that's doing this um, you know, from the ground level because it's worth doing and our industry needs that. But two, because having a, an individual, like the, the face of a, of a person, not G presets, but Greg, that actually sits on the other side of that computer and is helping to direct uh, the way our industry is growing and shaping is so much infinitely more important than simply supporting whatever giant startup happens uh, in LA next. <laughs> so, all right, that's that's my uh, my two cents. Greg, dude, thank you so much yeah, for taking thanks, the time Greg. to hang out with us today, man. Absolutely, thank you guys, I appreciate it. Cool, man. All right, well, we'll talk soon. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, hey, if you haven't yet, if you haven't clicked over yet, find us over at uh, photographic-collective.com. Uh, join the uh, the training program. It's completely free to join. It will always be completely free to join. Uh, plenty of information in there on how to join a small group or to be a part of a one-to-one training. Um, and, uh, and just all of the exciting things that we have going on, as well as of course, like nonstop, uh, coupons and affiliate type stuff where we're just taking care of people over there. So, all right, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks.